in preparation for Jonah's fast, which is next week, and then the the Great Lent, which is not too far away, um, I was you know trying to think about what could we talk about, and um, you know I think I think we can call this topic the the journey to holiness, and w- what does that mean? It, it really doesn't mean much except that throughout the years and throughout the things I've read and the things I've, I've the, the people I've spoken to, the sermons I've heard, there's, there's been a few things that have resonated with me that I, I just felt if I put them in order and I shared them with you, I hope that they will, they will benefit you as well. And, and I think what I, what I wanted to start with was if we, if we want to start our journey to holiness and our journey on our, in our spiritual life, where, where do we start? And I think a lot of people have, have problems with that. And as servants, we probably sometimes think we're on the right path and then we take steps forward, we take steps back. And we also are all, you know, a lot of us are parents um, and a lot of us are new parents who don't know what we're doing. So uh, how, how, do we help, how do we help other people on their journey if we're not so sure that we that, you know, are very stable in our own journey? So, so what I wanted to start with was one of the questions that, in in my mind, if you look in, in all of the gospel, uh, all of the gospel readings, you have this question that the rich man came to Jesus, and he asked him in in you know the verse in, in the Gospel of Saint Mark reads, and when he was gone forth into this way, there came one running. Okay, there came one running, and that's it's important that he was running, and he kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I might inherit eternal life? And and one thing that I was kind of taught when I was younger was that every time you see a interaction between somebody, a person, just a regular person, and Christ in the gospel, pay attention because this is basically a, a, a prototype for maybe how we should be interacting with Christ, right? So, so this, this conversation with this rich man and Christ about, you know, again, he came running, he kneeled, and he, and he said, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Uh, unfortunately, this, this poor guy goes down in history as the guy who couldn't leave his riches and you know, almost a negative person in history because he left, he left disappointed and couldn't, couldn't handle what, what Christ told him. But really, I think, you know, we, we probably should be paying attention to, to this man because what, what he did was he went to Christ and he, he did the right thing. He ran to him, he kneeled in front of him, and he asked him a very important question. And I think, if we're starting our journey to holiness, are, are we asking this question? Is this the question that's on, on most of our minds? And are we running to Christ? Are we kneeling in front of him? And are we asking this question? And, and that's something that I ask myself. Am I more interested in you know, asking Christ, how, how do I inherit eternal life? And am I running to him and kneeling before him? Or am I, am I more busy with other things? And I think that's, you know, I think that's something that we can, we can think about. And as we start our journeys, 
um, and we help others to start their journey, let's think about this question. Um, is this the main focus of going to Christ and asking him, how do I inherit eternal life? The second thing that has come up many times when you're talking about your spiritual life and how to move forward in your, in your spiritual life is a lot of people are really kind of at our age, at younger ages, at older ages, people are really caught up with the past. And they say, you know, the past was really bad. Uh, I, I, I did this and I did that. And they can't get past the past. Um, and I think, you know, in my advice, you know, that I've gotten from my spiritual father and others is don't dwell on your mistakes. If you make a mistake, don't dwell on the past. Be like, be like the, the rich man who was running to Christ again. And don't dwell on the mistakes. Always look forward. But also, don't relish the past, right? And, and I think that's another problem that we have, is many people get caught up by the past, and they say, well, I did this, and I did that, and I'm a bad person, and I don't deserve this, and I don't deserve that. But many people also go back to the past and relish it and say, oh, I remember when I did this, and they can't get past their sin. So, so that was another piece of advice is let's not let our past be a stumbling block to us. Um, the third point that I wanted to talk about was, and, and I think this was, this is probably the main point is making, making and teaching our children to make holiness the goal. Um, and, and what, what, what does that mean? How, how do you make holiness the goal? Um, when we stand outside in the church um, and we look into the sanctuary, the sanctuary is the sanctuary is for us heaven. That's where God dwells. When you look at the the when you look at the um, the the inside of the sanctuary, you'll see a scene of heaven, and, and that's where God dwells. And but before you can go into the sanctuary, what do you see? You see this wall, and that wall is the barrier between heaven and earth. And the, the, on that wall is all of those people who were the example of how to get from heaven to earth. On the iconostas, it's full of all the saints. It's full of all those people who have done what we are trying to do. And to be able to look at those people and have them as our examples and use them as, you know, when, when we say, let's make, let's make holiness our goal. Um, those, those are the people we want to look to. Um, when you look at St. Anthony, um, he is, he is the perfect example, right? Um, again, I mentioned the poor rich man who went and talked to Christ. And unfortunately he went away disappointed. The same, the same, uh, calling that St. Anthony heard, he didn't go dis away disappointed. He actually took that and ran with it, right? And that's why we put St. Anthony in our iconostas. We put all of the saints and we look to them and say, these are, this is what I need to do in order to get into that next, in, in, into the sanctuary, into, into heaven. I, I think another important thing is that 
Um, in this journey, we have to remember to not settle for, for at, at any level. I think a lot of us, um, we get to a level and then we get very proud of ourselves. We, we, we're very happy that we've attained a certain level. And this is important to teach our children as well. Um, you know, when you, when you look at it, St. John Climacus called it the ladder of divine ascent. Um, it's not just a, you know, an elevator that takes you straight up. It's a ladder and every step it, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be its challenges and there it's going to be its benefits. And as you get up a step, doesn't mean you can't go back down. Doesn't mean you can fall off completely, but I think sometimes we believe that we get to a certain level and that's it, we're done, we're, we've made it. Um, but, but that's not the case. Uh, I think we always have to look at this as that no matter where we are, there's always something more that we can do. And when you look, when you look at it and you go back to the exchange with the, with the rich man, I'm, I'm sorry, I keep going back to this, but it, it's, it's quite a very important exchange um, when you go back to that exchange, the first thing the rich man says to him is, what, what do I do? And Christ says, well, follow, follow the commandments. Don't commit adultery. Do not murder. Don't steal. Don't give false testimony. Honor your father and, and mother. And that's a great starting point. And I think in many cases, we're not, we're not doing that, right? That's, that's a very bottom level. Um, so we need to start somewhere. But I, I think in many cases, many of us can say, well, do I commit adultery? No. Do I steal? No. Do I murder? No. I don't give false testimony. I honor my father and mother. I'm done, right? And um, I think a lot of us are very comfortable being at that level. But when we step back and look at it, I don't want to jump all the way to the, the very last point. Uh, of what Christ told the, the, the rich man. But let's, let's look at all the levels in between. In many cases, Christ, Christ made the, the statement that if, if you have thought about something in your heart, and even if you didn't do it, um, that's a sin, right? I think the example was um, if, you, if you lust in your heart, that that may as well be as, uh, as if you had lusted, right? So now that's a completely different level than not committing adultery, not committing murder. Well, now this, this is a different level. I'm thinking about doing something. I'm thinking about murdering someone. I'm thinking about lusting. I'm thinking about, um, well, you know what? Christ put it out there and said, this is the next level. If you think about it, you have committed a sin. So. So just the fact that we're not doing it, we have to start thinking about the next level. Are we thinking about, about it? Okay, let's say we're not thinking about it. What's the next level after that? Well, Christ said, if anyone sees good and doesn't do it, that's a sin. Well, that's, that's a whole nother level, right? Now, now we're looking at something. If, if you have an opportunity to do good and you don't do it, that's a sin as well. Um, and then you start to get into all of these different um, pot potential um, levels of holiness that, you know, I was, I was just good not murdering and not stealing and not committing adultery. Well, there's, there's more. There's more that I can be doing. 
Um, and then finally, you know, when you, if you look at what the exchange with the rich man, he says, well, you know, if you've done all these things, sell everything, give, give to the poor, and, and, and uh, you'll have treasure in heaven. And, 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 you know, we're not all there. None, none of us are, none of us are there. None of us will be there. Um, but I think the important thing is, is to really always look, look to the saints, look to the whole, look to the holy people. And, and once we attain something, once we attain some holiness is not to, not to rest on our laurels and, and, and be too happy with it because there's, there's so much more we can do. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to talk about is just persistence, right? Um, you compare St. Anthony with the rich man. Um, St. Anthony, didn't, he didn't go away disappointed. So let's not go, go away disappointed when, when we find that we need to do something that's difficult. Don't go away disappointed. Be persistent. Be like St. Anthony. Say, okay, this is, this is going to be hard, but I'll do it. Um, you know, the rich, may, the rich man went away sad because he had a lot of possessions. Don't let our possessions get in the way of our spiritual life. Another example was the disciples who were following Christ, and they just really couldn't, couldn't stomach the things he was saying. And they said, you know what? They, uh, I think the gospel said they, they stopped following him. Those disciples at that point, they stopped following him. And at that point, not, not, did they not, it wasn't that they let their possessions get in the way. They let their intellect get in the way. And, and after that, Christ asked a very scary question to the disciples that were still there. And he said, do, do you want to leave also? I'm not going to force you to be here. If your intellect can't, if your intellect can't, um, Fathom, you know, comprehend this. If you, you know, Christ didn't run after the, 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 the rich man and say, but wait, 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 let's figure this out. He, he let him go. And he didn't run after the people who couldn't, you know, fathom it with their, with their minds. He let them go. And I think that's something, you know, let's not let our possessions and our intellect get in the way of our, of, of our journey. Um, because, because Christ isn't going to come chasing after us and want us to you know try to force us to to follow him um but let's respond like saint peter uh, if you remember what saint peter said when christ asked this scary question do you do you want to leave also um wh what did he say he said where where else would we go and and i think that's what we have to think about is well where else would we go you know we have nowhere else to go but but with you and um I think, you know, we don't always necessarily understand everything. We don't always necessarily want to give up that much. Uh, but, you know, the, you know, the second to last point that I just wanted to make is in order to get there, we have to give something up. And that's, you know, that is, that is very important is this, this isn't going, this isn't something that's easy. And this is something that we have to convey to our children is it's not, it's not easy. Um, you know, the, 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 um, the statement was, if any man wants to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So there has to be a cross. 
you have to deny yourself. You have to deny all the things you want in order to do this. It's not, if it's easy, then you're not doing it right. If it's simple, then you're not doing it right. Um, there has to be some hardship there. Um, and I, I know it's not easy for us to, to deal with that. And so and we try to make everything easy for our kids and say, well, you know, fast, you know, we don't want you to fast because you're going to be hungry and we don't want you to, you know, spend too much on this and that, and it's too hard for you, but it's, it's carrying your cross as part of it. And then the, just the last point I'm going to make is um, that none of this is possible without prayer. Um, this is something that we, you know, we need to be like, like the uh, rich man, and we need to pray for this, right? Uh, I think many times when we, when we sit down to pray, we pray for a lot of things, but are, we're not necessarily praying for the, the right things. And I know it's, I mean, we're humans. We want, we want our parents to be safe and we want our kids to be safe and we want the sick people to be, um, you know, to be whole. And we want to make sure we have, we have food for tomorrow. And, you know, I, I, I read something once that said, um, when you look at the, the Lord's prayer and uh, we say, give us this day our daily bread, give us this day our daily bread. Some people believe, well, it's about make sure we have food for tomorrow. Um, no, we, it's not about having food for tomorrow. Christ told us, um, look at, look at the, look at the birds of the air. Look at the, look at the, um, you know, the, the lilies of the field. Don't worry about food. I'll take care of food. Don't ask me about food. I will take care of it. I take care of everything. The, this daily bread is not, not the food, but it's, it's the word of God. Make sure that we're in tune with holiness. Make sure we're in tune with the word of God. You know, he, he told us, seek first the kingdom of, of heaven, and then all, everything else will come after. So we need to also make sure, and it's hard because we're, we're human and we always want to pray for the things. And, you know, my, my kids pray for new bikes and pray for, but we also want to get, get to a point where we are praying for guidance in our spiritual life, praying for, you know, uh, the example my Abuno used to always say is, if, if you have a, a man who's a billionaire and you have a situation where he comes and says, ask me for anything you want. I'll give you anything you want. Just ask me. And you go to him and say, can I have $10? What, how, how would that look? It, it, it would almost be insulting. You know, I told you I'm a billionaire. I can give you anything you want. And you're asking me for $10. And that's kind of like the, the, the things we pray for sometimes are just sort of worthless. But the things we should be praying for is you know, seek first the kingdom of heaven. Um, give us this day our daily bread. Help us on the journey to holiness so that this isn't something we're doing on our own and that you're guiding us throughout the way. That's, that's my 15 minutes. Thanks, Richard. That was more, that was amazing. I really appreciate that. And it's really appropriate as we're beginning the um, Jonas fast on Monday uh, with the feast on Thursday. 
and also looking forward to Lent as well, that we make uh, repentance and holiness as part of our life. I, I really like the emphasis on not looking uh, to the past. Sometimes uh, it's human tendency to kind of dwell on the past uh, and also to worry about the future. But the truth of the matter is that um, we only exercise our ability uh, and our freedom um, and the key to our spiritual success is in the present. The present is the time where we can um, actually make decisions and exercise our freedom. We can't change the past, whether we're hurt by people or whether we've made mistakes in the past or if we've done good things in the past. Those, that's the past and we cannot change it. And in the future, we can't control that either. We can try to prepare. We can try to get ready for it as much as possible. But as those of us who have lived, we know that you know life throws curveballs at you and you really can't control the future. So now is the, the only time where we have that, um, that uh, ability to make decisions and to work towards our spiritual life. And you mentioned uh, uh, you know, the ladder of divine ascent. That ladder of perfection that he speaks about um, has only one step, the step that we take today, because we can't take those steps in the future. We can't take those steps in the past. Today is the day that we make those uh, decisions. So it's really important to live in the present and living in the present is something that's really critical to the spiritual life. So I, I appreciate that. Thank you.